tell you a little story. You know, I was when I went to uh, two years ago. I went to Britain to do uh, some conventions, and I said to the fellow that was organizing, I said, "I'd love to go to Ireland." And he set up a couple signings, one in one in Dublin, one in Belfast, to me. And this is sort of fitting St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> and I remember I was in, you know, signing, and and I looked at there's a lineup uh, at, at this. Um, Forbidden Planet store, and I, I, every time I looked up, there's this little boy, he's about 10 years old, he had a little toucan, and every time he saw me, he was like, you know, I looked up, and I was kind of smiling at him, like, how you doing, and you know, he, and I look up again, and he'd be like, you know, and I thought, I can't wait till this little guy comes over here, you know, and he comes up to the table, I'm like, how you doing, he goes, I'm really good, sir, thank you very much, pleasure to meet you, Mr. McGillian, and I'm like, oh, well, great to meet you, you know, and and I, my name's Jimmy, I said, well, nice to meet you, Jimmy, and he goes, um, I go, how you doing? He goes, I'm grand, sir. Just grand. I came here to meet you, and this is for you. I got you a gift. I said, you got me a gift? I go, what is it? And he puts down a little napkin, and inside the napkin, uh, I go, what is this? He goes, it's a piece of my birthday cake. I just turned 11 years old yesterday. And I'm like, you give me a piece of your birthday cake? And he's like, yes, sir, I did. Thank you very much for, for Dr. Beckett. And he walked away. I go, whoa, 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 where are you going? He goes, I go, do you want a picture or something? He goes, no, sir, I don't have any money. I go, come here. Aww. You know, and it broke my heart. I saw, I saw his mom in the distance, you know, and she was looking around. I could just tell he didn't have a lot of money or anything like that. Come here, and I gave him a couple pictures and, uh, you know, had his birthday cake there. I didn't, to me, that was kind of like, if you can do that, you know, and affect somebody like that, it was just, it made the whole trip, you know, worthwhile. You know, it was just so, so nice. And I think a lot of the fans, I think they bond. It's a time for them to bond and go on their holidays, you know, and have their, uh, you know, a lot of them, they they spend their entire year meeting new friends and going to these conventions and I see you know a lot of the same faces at these conventions so that's really sweet you know to see all these people gather at these things I think it's uh, some people you know watch soccer some people watch football and these people watch Stargate and I think it's a great way to, to get together and, uh, and they share a common interest and that's Stargate where are we Paul? where, where is this? dude dude <laughs> what? we are in beautiful Marina Del Rey and uh, happy St. Patrick's Day Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody in Dublin, everybody in Belfast. Lovely. Which means it's a nice night tonight and the moon is shining bright, but it's actually daytime. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm here with my friends from Gate World. And yes, sir. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure being here. And it's just great. I'll be down in Southern California for uh, seven weeks. Seven weeks tomorrow, actually. Okay. And today is, uh, the, what is today? The 17th. 17th of March. St. Patrick's Day. That's, That's right. I have my green on. Yes. To celebrate all my Irish friends. Alright. Well, it is good to be with you on this beautiful beach, and we really appreciate your time. So. My, absolutely my pleasure. No, you're very busy down here. You're uh, auditioning. I am auditioning a fair bit, yes. What's so... How's that progressing so far? It's the whole pilot th season thing, and that's right. coming to a close right now, but it's been, it's been good. You know, I haven't really spent uh, a lot of time down here, so I've, uh, of course, been on the show for the past three years, so yeah. yeah, I'm sort of like a fish out of water, so to speak, here, but it's been, it's been great. Uh, I'm learning the, the ropes, finally getting you know a handle on the traffic situation and yeah. realizing where I am. I'm living up in Hollywood, so okay. I thought it'd be nice if we came down by the beach here to change things up for myself and you. Uh, but it's been great. I'm auditioning for lots of different types of films and pilots and um, television and film. It's, it's, been, it's been really interesting. Lots of interesting strips. Like strips, such as? Scripts. <laughs> Any interesting characters so far? Yeah. That you've I, come across? I read for a really... A uh, cool movie uh, that Patrick Dempsey's in, which is a, a lot of fun. Um, read for that uh, called Maid of Honor uh, recently, which is a, a really good, a nice read for that. 
and uh, lots of different scripts have been great. Some some dramatic, some comedic, so a real mm -hmm. variety, a real mix of a lot of different things. So uh, that's been really nice. Good. And I'm getting a handle of meeting all the different casting directors and all that kind of thing. Just laying a lot of groundwork right now. I was going to say, uh, uh, people connections, yeah. beefing things up. Yeah, just getting to know people, because right. you know, a lot of people are, aren't too familiar with the sci-fi world. and. And for me, it's a it's a chance to meet lots of different directors and, and casting agents, and I'm just meeting all kinds of great people. So it's it's been a lot of fun so far. Good. Let's get this out of the way. Uh, a majority of the uh, internet fan base, whether they've seen the episode or not, is now aware that you are not going to be a regular in Atlantis in season four. I mean, they just started filming, and you're here. Uh, this interview will be prefaced with spoiler warnings, so I just want to get this out of the way immediately. Sunday, what a marvelous hour of programming. When you were handed that script, had you already known of Carson's fate? Are you trying to make me cry? <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Sunday when I yes, of course. You know the the producers brought me in long time prior to uh, doing the the episode, and had, we had a discussion about you know the plans for the character. So I knew obviously before uh, reading the script. I thank you for that. I thought it was a great episode that Martin Garrow wrote, and uh, sort of a fitting way for Becca to go out. Uh, you know, I think um, he did touch, uh, you know, the hearts of a, a lot of people, and you know, and many of the fans call him the heart of Atlantis, which is a real honor yeah. to be thought of that way. Uh, yeah, you know, they brought me in a long time prior to uh, maybe two months prior to shooting that episode. Wow, and we actually shot out of sequence, right? And I did subsequent episodes after after shooting Sunday. Weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was that was a little difficult, but. Um, you know, I, I spent three years on the show, and it was, you know, from what started out at being a, a reoccurring character, you know, we didn't know maybe three or four episodes. All of a sudden, I was in 17 of the first 20, and then maybe a regular, and uh, I got nothing but good things to say about those guys. You know, they gave me a great opportunity, and I was the only one from Vancouver that was a regular cast member, and being able to play a Scottish character, you know, just I had just a blast. And uh, that being said, I do, you know, I do miss, you know, I went back to production a couple of weeks ago, and I yeah. do miss being part of that team, you know. Yeah. And, such a great crew especially and mm -hmm. I love those guys and uh, gals and, mm -hmm. and the, the cast I'm super close with I talk to them all the time so mm -hmm. it was a, uh, a change for me not to be able to go back uh, to work on the show but that being said you know I did the three years of it and who knows what the future will hold you know right. I'm pretty excited about doing different things but you know back to that episode uh, you know Martin Garrow wrote the episode and that must be difficult for him because we, we've grown close over the years and he's such a fine writer and, and, and a great guy and you know I think a lot of people you know, blame the writers for things like that, and I think you know he's just a, an information vessel in that, so to speak. It's not his fault that you know the character got written out. I think it was, you know, I think SG One got canceled and they wanted to shake things up, so to speak. That's yeah. what, you know, and uh, they thought you know losing a, a beloved character might might do that, you know, and I, I think it has. And the response uh, for me certainly has been really flattering. You know, the SaveCarsonBeckett.com. Right, and, exactly. And, you know, I, I can only say thanks so much to all those, those fans. <laughs> I mean, it's really flattering. You know, I'm getting gifts and cards and. And uh, it's really nice, and I know the you know the powers that be have have received lots of uh, you know letters and petitions and things for for the characters. So that's nothing but flattering for me. And next week there's going to be a some kind of a peaceful protest outside of Bridge Studios. So I heard, yes, yeah. Okay. So yeah, a, a pipe man apparently is playing, and uh, I. I <laughs> You know, those Scots, they wear the hearts on their sleeves, so that's really, you know, I, again, you know, I, I don't know what to say about that. That's really, 
I, you know, I told my brother he lives up in Vancouver to go check it out because I want to see what happens. But right. It's really, it's really nice. And I think, you know, the good thing about a lot of the Carson Beckett fans, I think, like the character, they have a great sense of humor, and I, yeah. I think that they'll do it with with a lot of class and uh, and not disrupt things at the production, which uh, mm-hmm. I, I know will be the case. And and I think that all the fellows up at, at Stargate will will get a kick out of it. And I think that's really a really sweet thing to do, you know. And and uh, you, you know, I'm really touched by it. Great. You said you saw Sunday. I did. Um, your last moment is particularly graphic. What was it like watching yourself be incinerated? Again, are you trying to make me cry? <laughs> uh, you know, it was, it, watching that episode, you, um, I went back and did uh, a commentary uh, like much after. I hadn't seen it, you know, this was maybe two months ago or three months ago, and then I, I ran into Martin Giro and... Uh, you know, he gave me a copy of it, so I just mm. wanted to wait. And I, uh, my brother and I, we watched it together. And it's, you know, it's a tough episode to watch. You know, obviously, yeah. you know what's going to happen, but yeah. I think they handled it very tastefully. And, um, you know, Will did a great job directing the episode, and yeah, and just a lot of class all the way around. You know, and, and the crew were so great around me. I, I felt it was really interesting shooting that episode because, I, I you know, obviously, you know, there's a bit of tension on the set mm-hmm. because everybody knows that the character's dying, and I, I'm really close to them all. You know, I so I took a moment. I said, guys, you know. We all know what's happening here. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm cool. So just be yourselves and relax. It's gonna be fine. But yeah, it was. Uh, I remember uh, my last day shooting uh, that episode, and I went back to my trailer, and uh, Martin Garrell uh, bought me a beautiful bottle of scotch and left me a note saying, you know, um, thanks for the journey. We're really gonna miss, uh, you know, Beckett. Uh, and that was a really classy move, you know. And uh, you know, I shed a couple tears on the way home in my car. <laughs> was it hard to keep the information bottled up from the press? Yeah, I think one. You know, I think it's the only script that I came across anyway that you know had a disclaimer on the front of it. You know, we keep this yes. very confidential yes. uh, throughout the whole you know time shooting Atlantis. So uh, I certainly didn't want to say anything. I felt bad sometimes that I was at a convention and I couldn't really mention it. And I think there's some rumors out there, yeah. but you know, I I just I really want to honor you know yeah. the show and 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 what they asked me to do. So of course I'm not going to say anything. No. But it's, it's pretty difficult, you know, not to let that out because you don't wanna, you don't want to be. Um, misguiding to the fans but I, I think it's better not to say anything but yeah I think it's a little tough but I, I think it, it you know obviously was managed the, pro- the right way and it hasn't even aired in the states yet so I exactly think it's, it's going to cause a big impact so to speak yeah <laughs> you know no well, pun I think intended <laughs> yeah I think it's I think it's pretty reasonable that you want fans to see it for the first time uninhibited yeah. and to draw their own opinions and their own conclusions that's right okay you once said in another interview that uh, if you wanted Beckett to go it would be as an apparition and you kind of got that. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> On that note, uh, do you think Beckett ascended? Because some fans are assuming that he's ascended at the last scene. I don't know. <laughs> Beckett. Well, I hope. Uh, yeah, Beckett. Beckett, you cheeky bugger. Well, uh, you know, I hope he ascended right into you know Southern California because it's beautiful there. <laughs> oh, there he is with that hot blonde on the beach right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Love me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess that remains to be seen. You know, uh, yeah. it is sci-fi, and uh, everybody keeps on saying that to me. So we'll see what happens with the, you know with the character. Uh, a lot of people have asked me, if he, is he going to come back? Is he not going to come back? I really, I don't know. You know, um, uh, would I be interested to come back if they give me the opportunity? Absolutely, hundred yeah. uh, percent. If I'm available, absolutely. I, you know, I, I miss all those guys, and I love working on the show. Well, your schedule permitting, I mean, hopefully you're going to really strike a big down here. You're, you just got here. I certainly hope but, so. Um, 
I don't see any reason why they wouldn't want to bring you back at some point. I mean, wow. look at J.R. Bourne, look at Terrell Rothery. Look, they just keep on, every once in a while, they just keep on knocking on their doors, so. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And I, I think, for you. Yeah, exactly. And I think everybody who works on the show has a, generally has a great time, you know, and what a, what a great way uh, for me. I've never had an experience in my life like that. It's really been a, a dream job as far as um, an actor goes. You, know, you travel all over the world and you go to places and, and fans really appreciate you and you go there and you're, you know, they're really thankful for what you do. And I think we all wish for that in any job that we have that you can be appreciated. And certainly that's been the, the case for me. Mm -hmm. There was a rumor going around that it was your choice to leave Atlantis, that you'd been picked up in something else. You care to debunk this? Yeah, absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I was not my choice, no. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I, like I said, you know, uh, the guys brought me to the, into the, you know, the office and said that we're going to shake things up, basically, yeah. and uh, I, I was as shocked as anybody else was, mm -hmm. and I think, you know, a lot of people on the set were at the time, but, you know, I'm a big boy, and that's the way I, I think the business works, you know, and uh, like I said, you know, I don't begrudge anybody of what they're doing, I think you're making a television show, and, yeah. and I think, you know, none of the major characters, um, well, I should say that because Rainbow, you know, yeah. left us in the first season, but, you know... Uh, I think they have to mix things up once in a while for television, and I think that's what they did, you know. And uh, I, they have the reasons. I mean, they're very smart guys. They've been doing, the, you know, Stargate for like ten years prior mm -hmm. to doing Atlantis, so they know what they're doing. And uh, you know, that's really, I guess, you know, I just have to go with the flow and just be thankful that I yeah. had three years of doing a show, you know. Well, I was talking with David Hewlett just before Christmas. Can't stand that guy. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Nightmare. <laughs> and I was. I miss him teasing me, actually. You really do? Oh, he's a taunter. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, do, I do miss him, yeah. But it was, we were talking about uh, the bonds that form off screen that 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 seep through onto the screen, you know, that the writers pick yeah. up on. But when they decide to shake things up, it's just an unfortunate side effect that uh, your relationships has to have to be discontinued because, ahoy, it's time for you to shove off. Yeah. Yeah, so. I, I have to agree. You know, I mean... To, to me, that was uh, the Beckett McKay relationship was such a great aspect yeah. of the show, and I think, uh, you know, Dave and I did one convention together in Australia, and we went on stage together, and we just laughed and laughed the whole time, and and we all, and then after that, we were at Comic Con, and we sat together because we had such a great repartee together, yes. and we're, we're really great friends as well, and he's such a talented actor, you know, and I yes. love, it, it's a pleasure to act with him, you know, as well as the rest of the group, but you know, that's a, that was a special uh, part of the show for me, certainly. You know, right from the pilot when, you know, we had uh, our little moment at the end of the pilot, which was great, you know. Right. What another galaxy, how much one up can you get? <laughs> you know, and I Shall love I that. And, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, I, and I think that started uh, the relationship. I think the writers caught on to uh -huh. that right away, and I think the right. fans did as well, because, you know, they're they're very much equals in a lot of ways, and yeah. and very similar, yet different, you know. And, and I think the juxtaposition was a really interesting chemistry. But thanks for that. I really okay. enjoyed that. And I do miss working with David, especially. Uh, what are some highlights uh, from this past year for you, season three, both uh, uh, in front of the camera and behind it? Highlights in season three. Uh, you know, I gotta say, uh, the episodes that stand out for me, you know, Misbegotten was a, a very interesting episode for, yes. for Becky because it, it went with the whole retrovirus uh, aspect again, dealing with Michael. And, and I think in a lot of ways, Beckett in that episode uh, really became the, you know, again, the reluctant hero in some ways. You know, he was. You know, being tortured by Michael, and that was a very interesting thing because I think he was willing. It showed his courage a lot, and it showed the, the growth of the character throughout the years. You know, I, I think in the beginning he was often referred to as the cowardly lion, so to speak. And I think over time he uh, he grew to his uh, 
he became acclimatized and, and dealt with the situation, became braver. And I think uh, in that episode, it really showed some of his courage, you know? Right. Uh, and again, working with Connor Trinier, I really, yes. I really enjoyed you know, working with him. He's such a fine actor. Uh, uh, another episode, Irresponsible, uh, Irresistible, I'm sorry, Ir- both Irresponsible is great too, but Irresistible, the first op- you know, a- opportunity to work with Richard Kind and, and... You break down and cry. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's such a fun <laughs> thing. You know, I love that. The great part about the characters, what, you know, he's got the dramatic highs and he gets the comedic highs as well, you know? And, yes. And dealing with, you know, the scene with Joe and I in the puddle jump where I'm crying, you know, it's just, and Joe punches me in the shoulder. It was fantastic. <laughs> and, you know, it's such a blast to work on. I mean, the crew was just buckling themselves when you, right. beside don't watching... Laugh, shut up! Yeah. And that, actually, the, what they did... You know, this is something the fans don't know. That scene went on for a while, and um, and uh, I think I had a Kleenex and uh-huh. Joe handed it to me. And then at one point in time, I was I was just like letting and and, and I made Joe like blow my nose for me with you know, <laughs> and, they, and and you know, and he's like blowing, and I'm like I can't. And they end up taking it out, you know. Um, uh-huh. probably, the episode was too long to begin with, but I think they, they they cut it in a great way. The editors did a great job, but yeah. it was really funny. And Joe's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "You know, I'm handcuffed, and I made Joe basically blow my nose." It was excellent. <laughs> but that that episode was fun. And working with Richard, I think that all the characters in that episode, um, you know, they're all not themselves, which is great. You saw yeah. Jason's character laugh, which is hilarious, yeah. you know. And you know, in Tori, you know, she, she was so great to see her getting all coy, you know, and, and of course. <laughs> You know, with with Rachel and and, and uh, David too. At the end, he finally succumbed, and Joe was the only one that was like, "What is going on here? What the hell is going right. on?" You know, <laughs> and I, that was a really clever episode, um, and, and really fun to shoot. You know, especially as an actor's point of view, you you, you get to. Have, I love to play like that, so it was a lot of fun. Mm. Um, Phantoms was a, one of my yes. favorite episodes yes. of the year for sure. You know, another Martin Wood episode as well, and Carl Beiner. I love his writing mm-hmm. uh, in particular. He has so much humanity he brings to his writing, which I really appreciate. And I, he has such a flair for that. And uh, I really enjoyed working on that episode a lot. Again, the characters were out of, out of sorts, but in more of a dramatic way, you know. And uh, Their personalities weren't changed. They were they were simply being manipulated. They, they, they absolutely, they're being yeah. manipulated. That's right. That's right. And, you know, the, the scenes that I have, you know, with David, and I'm trying to take care of uh, Barasso was the character, you know. Yes. And it, it was really great, you know, to see, you know, the passion of each fear was enveloped to a, to a large degree and it was interesting the whole all, all the characters had a very interesting and different storylines and I that, that was a standout dramatic episode for me I really thought it was a great really well shot executed and written that that show it, most of the guys granted were soldiers and and the Wraith manipulator device uh, messed with them on a uh, on a very defensive level but where they were actually they were actually going to have to go out and defend themselves with their weapons. But it didn't affect Beckett like that. It tortured him on, from the perspective of a of a healer, you know? It affected him at an ethical level. Yes, And a yes. moralistic level, you know? And I think that's the thing about the character, you know? I think it, it, it hits the heart of the character. And, that, and I think, in a lot of ways, that's why I liked it so much. It's the essence of that character. Mm-hmm. His primary concern is to save lives. Right. And you really saw it in that episode. And you saw... Um, him being tormented because he couldn't do something, and again, right. I the think worst the, fears. His worst fears, you yeah. know, the humanity of the character was just drawn out so much in that yeah. episode because that's what he, he's all about. I think uh, he wears his heart on his sleeve, you know, yeah. and that's the kind of guy he is, you know, and I, and that's why I love playing the character so much. He's got so much compassion. Besides the uh, laughter and the good times, what is one or what are one or two of the things uh, that uh, you're going to miss most about me being a member of the core cast? 
the friendship, you know, the friendship yeah. aspect, seeing, seeing my friends every day, because we really became really close friends, and I'll, I'll miss that, you know, like I said, you know, everyone was going back to work, I think, three weeks ago, and I felt really, um, there's a sadness there, of course, because, you know, you've been doing that for the past three years, and all of a sudden, you're not going back to be part of that, and the camaraderie, the camaraderie, sorry, that we had together, you know, um, I became close with everybody on the cast, you know, and, and J Jason coming in the second season, we've become great friends, and Joe, you know, and, and David, of course, and, and, you know, Rachel and Tori, you know, everybody, and, and, and the crew, you know, I can't say enough about that crew, they work so hard, and they do such a great job, you know, and, and uh, I can't say enough about them, they're, they're such a class act, and so supportive, and so fantastic at what they do, and, you know, the, the great thing about them is, um, they're part of the crew too, you know. The, the cast, they're part of our cast too as well, you know. Yeah. And, and the, I miss that. And the food is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> but what about like egos on set? Because I've I've heard like Amanda Tapping say like you know they don't people people aren't flaunting like oh who's your agent you know it's more like how are your kids? Yeah. You know? There's no there's no ego on set you know. No, I don't think anybody would. You know, with, the, with the group that we have, no one would allow that to happen. And anyway, you know, it's, you know, so if you see somebody come in, sometimes you'll get a guest star or something comes in and has a little bit of attitude. It doesn't really last long. With right, it comes straight from group. the top. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just everyone. I think, you know, you got to treat people with respect. Yeah. But you know, when anybody comes on the set, especially being from Vancouver myself, we had a lot of people coming on to play that were from Vancouver, and I, I was all make sure that I'm the first person to go up and say hi to them because I think it's conducive to a good performance if you make people feel comfortable. And I think that's in any any job, you know. I think just be a nice person. You know, try to and be, you know, and such a, a great job for a, for an actor to have to be able to come and work on that set. You know, it's so much fun. You, you look, you're going to, you know, you're going to the Pegasus Galaxy to play for a day or two. You know, it's just great. You dress up, you know, and then you're like, back hey. for dinner. Exactly. You're playing, you know, cops and robbers in space. You know, yeah. it's fantastic. It's such a fun job. God, I miss it. No. <laughs> no, really. Do you? I all, do miss it. Yeah. In all honesty, do you? have any disappointments uh, about leaving this series at this point in its development? Sure, I, you know, I'll be really honest with you, I was very disappointed, you know, I was very disappointed with uh, not being able to continue on the show, I really, I, I love the show, and it, it was shocking to me, disappointing, but like I said before, uh, you know, it's it's part of a process, I think, the whole acting game, you know, and yeah. uh, I've been doing it for quite a while, and it's something where... Of course, you're disappointed when you work on a show and you're enjoying yourself and you feel like you're doing a good job. And you're ripped from it. Yeah, and you're taken yeah. away from doing that. But um, everything happens for a reason, I think. You know, and uh, I don't want to sound cliche, but that's just the way it is. You know, and it maybe now is another chapter in my life and my my career as an actor. But it's something I'll certainly never ever forget, and I always will cherish. You have not only have you been called the heart of Atlantis, but you've also been called called the cowardly lion oh, yeah. of Atlantis. You, and you shared a story with me this afternoon uh, that I'm not that I have not heard in fandom before. They right. some of them may know about it, but I don't know about right. how close to the ball they actually were about that. Yeah, um, one of the first things I did years ago in Toronto is I think they had the 50th anniversary of the Wizard of Oz, and uh, my agent at the time called up and said, "Listen, we got a gig for you. You know, it pays like a hundred dollars a day. It's four days over a long <laughs> weekend, and uh, you know you're going to be one of the cast members of the you know the Wizard of Oz. You know, and you." basically have to dress up in the costume and go around to this trade show and just say yeah. hi to everybody, right? Yeah. And I'm like, great, perfect. Huh. You know, so, uh, you know, Dorothy's there and I, you know, I, I didn't even know who I was playing, you know, and I get there and I'm the lion. I'm like, oh, <laughs> fantastic. I'm the lion. You know, how much fun is that going to be? And I think they're the original suits and everything. I'm like, what? Well, this is amazing. 
Yeah. So I, you know, I had my pants and shirt, t-shirt on. I get inside the suit and we're up in a hotel room and we're getting changed and there's the tin man. Everybody's, you know, having a great time. They're wow. all, and, and they look amazing. The costumes are great. Right. You and feel like a million bucks. In I, it. I'm like, geez, I'll put that on. I'm lying, you know, and this is yeah. fun, right? Um, <laughs> So I, I put the costume on and we take the elevator, we go down. And as we get in the elevator, I start sweating, you know, profusely. I'm like, this is, it's really hot in here. There's no ventilation whatsoever. And then, you know, after about, you know, 10 minutes inside the crowd, people, little kids coming up to me and stuff, I am pouring sweat. You know, at, to a point in time, after maybe 20 minutes where I had to tap the lady that's walking us around, I'm like, I have to go upstairs. I'm going to faint. You know, yeah. so she got me back upstairs. I take off. I am drenched, you know, just drenched in sweat. And then, um, so... I had to go back down, uh, oh God, I can't even, maybe five, seven, ten more times that day. And by the end of it, by the last day, basically all I had was my underwear underneath the thing. And I'm just like, I can only do 20 minutes at a time going back there. But I, I tell you, I was pretty spelt after that weekend. You know, I probably dropped about 15 pounds. But that was my experience as the Cowardly Lion. That was the first part. So it's kind of <laughs> fitting, I think, for Beckett. <laughs> go ahead and send a few roses to Burt Lal's grave. Yeah, exactly. You did good, fella. I don't know how you did it. But... Thanks for that. <laughs> All right. We swap sweat. <laughs> uh, as posted on GateWorld, I uh, recently reviewed a dog's breakfast. Oh, yeah? And I have to say, Paul, nice legs. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, was it refreshing to do... I got a whistle. <laughs> Thank you. What was that? <laughs> was, it a, was it refreshing to do an all-out physical comedy? Oh. I mean, not, not ridiculously so, but just enough to keep you laughing. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely, it was just a blast. And, you know, I, again, I've said this, you know, so I'm proud of David and Jane and yes. John Lennick, you know, for, for pulling this thing together. And, and for David, I mean, he's in almost every scene. I think it was only in, maybe not in two or three scenes. Yeah. And directing it and wrote it, you know, and one of the producers. And uh, it was an amazing accomplishment. And for me to be able to play three different characters on a show, I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. And we had a blast doing it. And you know, kudos to those guys. MGM, you know, picked them up for worldwide rights for the for the film, and yes, it, it, it's a, it's a great film. I really it's enjoyed a testament it. To their work. Uh, yeah, I think it did just a great job. You know, with the film overall, and for a first feature, it was just a, an amazing accomplishment. And I, I think the, the film actually has a lot of legs. So we, you know, maybe a spinoff series coming out of it for those guys. So. I mean, how exciting! A, yeah, and we did that, you know, in our off season from doing, you know, Atlantis. So it's great to play different characters. I mean, I love playing Beckett, but what a fun opportunity for me. I mean, the Colt character is so much fun. Oh, Ryan yeah. was great. You know, I had the highlights on my hair and everything. You know, and right. it, it was a lot of fun. And you know, Detective Morris is great. And we didn't know the voice of her. You know, kind of. I'm really making an ugly woman, though. I gotta admit. Uh, <laughs> And Not any worse David, than Robin Williams. I was, I was playing around. Yeah, thank you. I play around with you know the the New York sort of raspy voice, and I said yes. to David, I just came up with. I said, <clears throat> excuse me, why not? Um, you know, a little homage to to Beckett. We'll, we'll make her Scottish as well, uh -huh. like an older Scottish character. And we all agreed that would be really funny. You know, Chris Judges in the movie as well, and yes. Rachel. And I think it's a little you know kiss to the fans, so to speak. You know, it was, yes. it was a lot of fun playing that character, and. Uh, you know, the, the Chris who did the, the makeup on it just did a fantastic job of making me look like a hideous woman. But, you know, it was it was just a lot of fun to do, and I'm really proud of those guys for doing it. Was it appalling to see David Hewlett naked? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're just getting that out there. Yeah, and I, I, he really, you know, and that's, we're laughing because there's a scene, it was freezing out and pouring rain, oh, the worst weather, and yeah. David's lying naked in the mud. I am standing above him in drag, 
in a pair of heels looking at his ass. <laughs> you know? And I look it up, I'm like, I'm, I look at David and I, we had a moment, and, you know, and, and he just looks at me, I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. I go, please tell me this yeah, is going to be funny. Exactly. You think you're never going to eat again? Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's David Hewlett, the director, like compared to David Hewlett, the actor? Are they one and the same or are they different men? Oh, I think it, they're obviously different. I mean, he has to put on different hats for that, you, you know. But David's, you know, as funny as David is, you know, he he takes his business very seriously. You know, he's always prepared, always brings his A game, always on time. You know, he knows what he's doing, and he has he's very set savvy. And he's the same like as a director. He he really worked hard. He would he had storyboarded everything. He knew what he wanted. He really knew what he wanted. I think that makes for a great director. You know, and he really had a vision. And I think. To, to handle film like that and work with friends sometimes it gets a little tight in situations you have to have a strong vision and David certainly had that you know um, as an actor as well I mean that's what's so great about working with David because you know you're you, you know you're not going to have to worry but you have to be on your game to work with David yeah. because he knows what he's doing you have to and I love that you know I love to, to work with somebody who's on their game as well you know it's a lot of fun that way uh, as a director I think he's really well prepared I think at times you know it's a lot to take on to do a film I don't know if David, we talked before, he said, I don't know if I'd do that, if I was going to act in it, maybe give himself a smaller role next time, because it's a lot, it's a lot of, yeah. it's very stressful, especially, you know, short shooting schedule, um, you're just dealing with so much, you know, and for that that matter, he did such a great job doing that, but it's, I think it's a lot to take on, and that being said, he did such a great job with all of those things, all those different hats he had to wear. Have you seen the completed film? Absolutely, yeah. Are you proud of it? I, yeah, I'm really proud of it. I loved it. You know, okay. it's 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 a great laugh. I saw it um, in Vancouver. We had a cast and crew screening for it. Ah. Yeah, and it was it was really nice. And I think everybody was really you know just it looks great too. You know, I, and I love the score. Yeah, you know, it, it it's kind of a quirky kind of uh, you know Emily sort of score. I love that score. Mischievous. Yes, it's yes. got that that you know it's it's a dark comedy and it's it, and it's it's you know, it doesn't take itself self too seriously. Yes. You know. And Mars is the star of the show. The oh, dog. Mars is a good boy. He really I love is. that dog. Sanctuary. You have yes. appeared in, I believe, the pilot of Sanctuary? Yes. As a character named Wexford. Wexford, yes. Uh, let's tell us about this guy. Well, Wexford, you know, it's really great. Damien Kindler and uh, Martin Wood asked me if I'd come in and, and do this part. I was in Toronto over the holidays, and I said, absolutely, you know, anything for you guys. So I read it. Mm -hmm. And he's a... He's a quirky, fish-like character. You know, I don't want to say give too much away, but he's, you know, he's a confidant of of Amanda's character. You know, and and it's really I had just I have one scene in the pilot with Amanda, and it's a great scene. And in the character was again we didn't really know the voice for the character, and they just said come up with something. So I think the fans go with Scottish, did you? It's not Scottish. Okay. <laughs> it's not Scottish. It's very different than Scottish, but it's really? it's a a lot of fun, and I was I really you know proud of it. It's what an interesting concept. I saw some of the the rough cut of uh, a couple scenes uh, recently, and it looks amazing. And I, I, I have a really good feeling about it for those guys, you know. I think it's going to be very, it's very innovative, very interesting, and I don't think it's anything that we've seen before. And I got a, a really good feeling for it. I had to wear prosthetics, you know, and I haven't done a lot of that before, so that was really something different. And I just, I'm kind of a crazy eccentric character. That's, you know, he is. He really isn't. Uh, you know, and uh, I think it's going to reoccur. And, yes, and, Damien said he wants you back. Yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, that's yes. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> really? He said that? Yes, he did. He absolutely You know, did. that's that's great. I, I think it's going to be something the fans should really look out for. I think they're really going to love it, you know, and certainly the sci-fi fans are just going to jump on this thing. And from what I saw, it looks really, really exciting. I'm ex very excited for those guys. Right, it's a really cool great. project. And I'm really happy I was part of it, you know. Mm -hmm. You've been auditioning down here. Um, 
how do you discriminate uh, the projects that you're looking for? What what do you think is is necessary for for you to take on a role? Well, like good writing or yeah, I, you know, I really for me it's I really like good. You know, if something's written well, it doesn't matter if it's comedy or drama. I just want to be you know part of it. Yeah, and it, you know, it, to read for something that has great writing, I, I if it's a small role, I'm fine with that. If it, if it's a little gem, I also think within a great project you can find these little gems you know and that's what I think as an actor I just want to really act and do something interesting and if, it's, if it strikes a tone with me where it's interesting and it's or it's funny or dramatic and, and it's something that I really would like to do I'll go in and read for it I have no problem with doing that you know um, there's a lot of stuff out there that you know I've read which isn't you know I'm surprised it's being produced but um, you know so sometimes you take you, you take passes on things if, if it isn't really up your alley and I, I don't want to waste anybody's time certainly not myself yeah. or, or the agent or yeah. People. So, you know, some things are better than others, and some things are a better fit for you. You, you know, every actor can't play every role. So, right. you know, that's I look for good writing and interesting projects, and working with some, you know, great directors if I can. Okay. Uh, you have a degree in teaching. Yes, I do. What would you like to teach if given the chance? And is this something you'll now consider making time for at some point in the future? Maybe oh. not short term. Maybe not re- it, like in the near future, but at some point. Well, you know, I have taught before. I've t- I taught at the Vancouver Film School. I taught acting. Uh-huh. You know, if I was going to teach, it would definitely be acting. Right. And I, there's no plans for me to teach right now. I do coach people right. on auditions quite often, uh, which I enjoy doing. But uh, yeah, I did an education degree. It's something I always wanted to do. You know, a long time ago, I got that, and mm-hmm. I really, enjoy, I really enjoy teaching. Uh, it's something I, I really love to do. You know, I really, uh, acting especially. You know, I really enjoy script analysis, and I think that's. You know, really helps me as an actor being able to, to tear apart a script and understand, you know, the the, the thoughts of the writer, you know, and, and honoring mm-hmm. what the writer says. Um, so definitely, it would be it would be I definitely teach acting if I was going to teach again. But right now, I don't really have any plans for that. I just, I want to stick to the acting, which I really enjoy doing. So where do you plan on ending up, both professionally and geographically, over the long haul? Well, on that beach with that lovely blonde over there. Yes. <laughs> Hello. Yes. yes. Uh, professionally. Uh, like I said before, you know, I just want to work on interesting projects. If I could get onto a, uh, another series with, uh, you know, I don't know if it's possible to get a, a group that's as close as the group we have yeah. in Atlantis. If I could get on yeah. something like that, that would be great. Uh, films would be fantastic. Just given the opportunity uh, to work on, I, again, just interesting projects, which you know will hopefully you know have me. <laughs> exactly. All right. And do you have any conventions lined up? I do. Uh, I do have a, a convention lined up in uh, Chicago. Okay, Creation. Yeah, I'm going to Creation Convention in Chicago, and I think they offer me another one. Uh, I don't know if that's been confirmed yet, but I think I'm going to go do another one of the conventions. I haven't done a Creation Convention before, and haven't been to Chicago, so I'm looking forward to going there, that's for sure. Uh, and I'm going to Germany, FedCon, in June. Ah. Yeah, and I also love going to Germany. The fans are great there as well, so it's also nice to have a trip to Europe. So I'm going to do that in June, and one in Chicago, I believe.